Exceeding Expectations, episode 88. So I, I always recommend that, you know, when you're looking for a marketing supplier or a marketing expert to work with, work with somebody that you like. So I'm a big fan of attraction marketing and like attracting like. If you get on with the person that you're working with and you've got stuff in common with them and you, you've got similar beliefs and values, they're going to get your business and you'll, they'll be much more in tune to the way, the way that you work. That was the voice of Chantelle Cornelius, who is an expert in marketing, and we're going to hear a lot more from Chantelle during the episode. Welcome to the podcast, where we aim to give you ideas how you can just blow your clients away, just give them such a great experience that you end up getting much better referrals, testimonials, and you get you enjoy it more, but you also you you can earn a lot more money while enjoying something that you that you like. Um, please do leave a review for the show. Why not subscribe? Share the episode with someone maybe who's struggling with their marketing, thinks that marketing is really complicated because Shanta really simplifies the whole process. And you'll obviously hear a lot more about that during this week's show. Exceeding expectations, my guest today, Chantal Cornelius. How are you, Chantal? I'm really good, thanks, Tony. How are you today? I'm pretty good. And, and where is it? Because we don't. Most of my guests seem to be Americans, but recently we've had a spate of British people, which has been great. And where where in England are you? So I'm based in um, in Berkshire, south south of England, south England, so near Reading. Reading's probably the nearest the nearest big town to me. And is that where you're from? No, I, well, I was born in Hong Kong. Um, uh, my dad was American, moved around all over the all over the UK. But I've been I've been here. I've lived here for thirteen years, and for the ten years before that, I lived about three miles away. So most of my most of my grown up life, I've I've been in this 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 little rural neck of the woods. And um, Hong Kong, did you spend much time there? No, no, we left when I was a year old. Um, I'm, at, right. I'm actually reading my mother's, my mum my started travelling when she was about 24, 25, so mid-60s, and I recently mm. found the letters that she wrote uh, to my grandmother. Um, my grandma kept them and then mum had them, and they're fascinating. So she, she was travelling and she just randomly ended up in Hong Kong, met somebody, married him, had two kids, didn't work out. She came back to the UK in 1972 with two small children, including me. So, uh, no. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's that's amazing. Well, there's there's a lot of similarities there to, to my story. We won't go into that. <laughs> Another time, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I know that you're somewhat of an expert on marketing. So, do you want to tell the listeners what is it that you do within marketing? Okay, so I run a company called Apple Tree Marketing, which I set up in 2000. And I specialize in working with coaches, consultants and trainers. So people who are providing a service. So it's not it's not products and widgets. It's it's a service. It's most of my clients. There's just one person in the business and I'm helping them to promote themselves. Most Mm. of them are absolutely brilliant at what they do, whether it's coaching or training or consulting. And they're rubbish at marketing. They, They really don't like the idea of blowing their own trumpet so I help mm. them to do it I show them how to blow their own trumpet and how to how to get that out, get out there and and find new clients and how do I mean because as you say especially Brits we're so reserved mm. about 
blowing their own trumpet. So how once you've sort of shown them good ways of doing it, do does it come easier to them then, or how how does that? It it, it does, yeah. So so most most people that I come across think that marketing is really complicated, and and mm. it can be because these days there are so many different ways that you can promote yourself. You know, mm. when I set the business up, social media didn't even exist. Uh, we and when we talking? Uh, so two two thousand. Um, so 20 years ago now and you know we had websites we had PR and brochures and there was a bit of networking going on but these days there are so many more marketing activities that you can use and there are Mm -hmm. lots of lots of people who who will tell you oh you should be on social media you must be on Twitter you must be on XYZ so a lot of the people I work with think they have to do all of it and Mm -hmm. you don't basically there are I, I, I have a, I have an ABC of marketing which I which I use for, for all of my clients and I just I just really like simplifying it for them and mm. I've had I've had clients who've come along and said please tell me I don't have to do Twitter and I say no you don't and the look of relief on their faces when, yeah. when they realise they don't have to it's it's also yeah. very much about working with my clients to work out what they like doing you know do they like writing do they like speaking do they like working and finding the marketing tools that they can do that they that they're going to enjoy doing Mm. and so are you able to sort of give advice in all the various avenues of marketing so social media or be it networking or whatever it might be yeah i mean i'm 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 by no means an expert on the different social media platforms what i tend to find myself saying more often is don't do it Um, because so so my 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 abc a stands for asking for recommendations and referrals Mm. b is business networking and c is content and and the Mm. content bit covers social media but it actually covers Mm. more it's more about keeping in touch so it might be a case of write a newsletter and then put it out as a blog and then put that post that blog article onto linkedin so for most businesses most most consulting consulting type businesses linkedin is the best social media platform uh, yeah. twitter isn't really going to bring you business facebook's getting a bit better particularly around groups so yeah, I do. I do advise clients on all the different the different aspects, but I the, the principles of marketing haven't changed. And when you run a service business, the main way to grow your business is through relationships. You can't build up a strong relationship with somebody through Twitter. You can through networking or through a recommendation or through the old-fashioned thing of picking up the phone and talking to people. I recommend that a lot. <laughs> Do people, I, mean, I think it used to happen, I don't know, well, I get the impression it doesn't happen so much now, but you, you're probably going to correct me now. Do people still get marketing mixed up with advertising? Yes. So advertising is a form of marketing. Marketing is the all-encompassing term that covers advertising, promotion, PR, all of that. And anything that involves the blowing of trumpets to say, look, we're here, come and buy from us. Um, mm. There's even a bit of a bit of a mix-up between marketing and sales, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> and how was it that you got into all this in the first place? Oh, I love that question. So uh, it's completely random; it wasn't planned at all. I went to university and studied agriculture because I thought that was what I wanted to do. I thought I wanted to go into some of that farm management. And I got about halfway through the three-year course and thought, actually, this isn't what I want to do. 
I think I spent more time riding horses in my final year at university than I did studying. Uh, my timetable just worked out. I had lots of t- spare time, so I went riding. So when I finished my degree, I thought I'm going to go and work as a riding instructor for a year. A friend of mine had done mm-hmm. it. Seemed like an, you know, it was like having a, another gap year. Where I thought I'll, I'll go and do that for you. I'll faff about, get it out of my system, and figure out what to do with my life. Three years later, I was still doing it, um, and I just got to the point where I was sick of falling off other people's horses and getting kicked and bitten by them, um, and the the, the the money was lousy. So I was living near Oxford, and I went to do a computer training course. So this is the mid-90s. I'd come out of university. I didn't even know how to use a computer. But for me to go and get – I was thinking, I'll just go and get a basic office job. You can't even you couldn't even get an office job then without some computer skills. So I signed up for a course in Oxford with a place called the Pittman Training Centre. And I learned how to do I learned how to touch type, which has been really useful ever since. I learned how to use Word and Excel and Microsoft Access and all sorts of things. And while I was there, the guy who the guy who ran the Pittman Centre you could go in whenever you want. You could go in and kind of do three hours of training and dip in and out. And, and the guy who ran it would then ask some of the students, you know, he would use us as temps and we got paid for doing it. So he might say, well, could you come in on Tuesday afternoon and help other people who were going through the courses? And while I was there, I remember one afternoon, he asked me if I could write some posters to go in the window to promote an open day that they were doing. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. fine, I can do that. That was a bit fun. And then he said, well, can you write me some press releases? I'm like, yeah, okay, I can do this. And then one day, completely out of the blue, he said, uh, would you like to be my marketing manager? So he actually, as well as the Pittman Centre, he ran a private business college in Oxford. And he said, would you come and do the marketing? And I said, I don't know anything about marketing. And he said, well, you do, because you're learning it now. Um, and mm. One of the courses that we ran at the college was the Chartered Institute of Marketing Diploma. And he put me through that and I, I learned on the job. So I spent five years working for him and then a couple of other training companies in Oxford, learning learning the basics really, you know, learning through 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 work and through the courses, learning the basics mm. of marketing. And then I started noticing that quite a few of my friends were going off and setting up their own businesses, and the job I was in wasn't really going anywhere. So I thought, I know, I'm going to go and set up my own business. And I did. Uh, I jumped ship and set up on my own and decided actually to focus on copywriting to start with. So I, I love I've lo- always loved writing. So I was was writing website content, brochure content, press releases, that sort of thing for small businesses. And it's just it's just grown from there. So I, I don't do as much writing as I used to because I found that more people they wanted the writing, but they also need some consultancy to go with it. You know, they'd say, well, I need an article, but actually can I have a marketing plan so that I know which articles I should be writing? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's grown from there. I've always worked with service businesses because the companies I worked for and had a proper job were, were, were service and sort of training companies. So I've always mm-hmm. stuck to that. And I just worked out I don't know, about 10 years ago that coaches, consultants and trainers were, were the ones that I really love working with. So completely completely roundabout way of getting into it but I've now been doing it for about 20 years and I rather enjoy it so I think I shall carry on for a bit longer (laughs) and and as for I mean there seems to be so many different there's so many different marketing experts who 
you know, and one guy would say, oh, you should be doing this, and then someone else would be saying something completely different. Mm. There's, and there's just so much noise. Sometimes it's difficult for the people who maybe need marketing advice, who, who to listen to. Yeah. The, the people who come to you, what, what is it they're normally wanting? So they, they usually come saying, I want more clients, or they'll say something like, I think I need a new website. And they generally come because they've seen me speak in an event or they've been recommended to, to contact me. So I don't I don't have people, not anymore, who you know, I don't get people who find my website and send me an email and saying how much does marketing cost. So they, they come because they've already know they already know a bit about me. A lot of them, if particularly the ones who see me speak, they, they know that their business is their business is usually a bit stuck. They've grown it to the point where they they can get it so far but they've got stuck and they can't go any further and they might they're not necessarily always looking for marketing support but they then hear me speak pick up some tips and go oh you know what she might be the person to help Hmm. so i i always recommend that you know when you're looking for a marketing supplier or a marketing expert to work with work with somebody that you like so i'm a big fan of attraction marketing and like attracting like if you get on with the person that you're working with and you've got stuff in common with them and you, you've got similar beliefs and values, they're going to get your business and you'll, they'll be much more in tune to the way, the way that you work. So, for example, I've, I've had clients come to me in the past where they've said, oh, I, I worked with a social media expert who made me put out 10 tweets a day and, and three LinkedIn updates a day and write an article every day and I couldn't cope with it. And I say to them, well, yeah, you don't need to be doing all of that. You need to be doing one article a month and making lots of phone calls. Mm. So it's about it's about finding finding somebody that you get on with and who gets your mm. type of business. And, and I think this yeah. is this is why I love working with coaches, and I tend to specialise in it because I've learned over the years that there are certain ways that coaches need to promote themselves that work. And social media actually isn't isn't one of them. So if if a coach goes to a social media expert, of course that person is going to say to them, yes, you need to do lots of social media, without yeah. actually saying, well, what do you actually do and, and and how does it how does it work? So social media works for some businesses, but but not for others. Mm. So you know you've got to find find somebody who actually really understands your business that you can work with. It's the key. And and you, you sort of touched upon it earlier. I mean, you you mentioned about um, you know sometimes people misunderstand. Uh, you, well, you started talking about your your ABC approach mm. that you use. Yeah. Um, I mean, because there's a lot of misunderstandings around marketing, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So most most people think it's complicated, difficult, expensive. People think that it's a black art. Uh, people think that you can't measure it, and that mm. that, that you end up. Oh, there's there's that famous quote, and I can't remember who said it, but but somebody quite a long time ago actually said. Something like, I waste half my marketing budget, I just don't know which half. Mm, that's, yeah, yeah. that's not actually the case anymore. It's so much easier to measure marketing now. And I, mm. I have a couple of marketing mantras, and one of them is do more marketing that works and less of what doesn't. Mm. The only way you can do that is by measuring it. So mm. you look at, so every, every time somebody contacts you and says, hello, I'd like to work with you, the first mm. question to ask them is, how did you hear about me? And you record that and you stick it on a spreadsheet or in a database. And then you look at the numbers on a regular basis. So I, I, I measure, I check about every two to three months. And the last time I looked, I looked at all of my existing clients and 
46% of them are my clients because they heard me speak at an event. Mm-hmm. 20, sorry, 20, 29% um, have come through a recommendation. Mm-hmm. And no, it's about 30, 30-something percent have come through a recommendation. And then about 20% have met me at a networking event. Uh, mm. that, those numbers used to be much more even. They used to be thirds, but the speaking one has really gone up. So I now know mm. to do more speaking. So because yeah. I can measure my marketing, I can say, right, this is this is what works. So do more of that and less of the other stuff that, that doesn't. So pe- pe- people say it's it's complicated and expensive and that you can't measure it. You can measure it. Mm. You, it's mm. it's easier to measure. And even if, if you ask somebody how they heard about you and they say, I can't remember, or, oh, I think I saw you on Twitter, or I think I, I heard you at an event. You can actually trace it back. Um, I always have to dig a little bit with clients, but you can you can work it back to the very first time they, they heard about you. Um, and then going for something like an ABC of marketing gets around the idea that, or the misconception that marketing is complicated. It can be if you try to do everything, but if you just stick to two or three activities that work, much simpler. Well, then it doesn't doesn't overwhelm people, then I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A lot. A lot of people go go into overwhelm, and they think I don't know what to do, so I won't do anything. I I see that Mm. a lot. You know, people saying I haven't done any marketing for months because I just don't know what to do. There's just too much of it. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the basics. Mm. I mean, there's something. I mean, obviously, you know, the theme of this whole show is exceeding expectations. Mm. So, with what you do, how how do you go about? You know, do you have a particular, is that something you always have in mind when you work with people? What, what, how, how does it work? Um, yeah, I get. I, I think it. I think it's something that I've always strived to do without without really thinking about it too much. You know, I don't. I spend, don't spend a lot of time thinking. Right, I must exceed expectations today. Mm. I think the fact that I help people to keep their marketing simple is mm. where I manage to to exceed expectations. Um, I was talking to a potential client recently. He actually came to a workshop that I ran, and then we had a follow-up session. And I phoned him a little while ago just to say, how's, it, how's everything going? And he said the advice that I'd given him had been absolutely priceless. And I think I'd said to him, don't worry about doing loads and loads of marketing. Just get on the phone to your existing customers and have a chat with them. And he'd started doing it and he'd got work as a result. And he said, mm. so, you know, and it was just, it was just, I hadn't been sitting there thinking, right, how do I exceed this guy's expectations? I'd just mm. given him some advice that I know works. Mm. But because he hadn't heard that advice before and because it, it kind of took him away from the overwhelm and he said, I just focused on it for a month and, and it got mm. me work. And he was, he was absolutely thrilled about it. And it just, it made my day. I was really, really pleased to hear that. That was, that was really good. So for me, mm. it's, it's about always looking for the simple advice to give people and always just keep offering advice. I mean, this, this guy isn't even a client. He will be one day, mm. um, but I'm mm. quite happy to keep offering him advice. If he phones me up and says, can I pick your brains for five minutes? Well, yeah, of course you can. So. Mm. And I hear that so often. So many people and examples they give me is things that haven't really cost anything. It's just maybe yeah. thinking slightly differently or... Or if it has cost something, it's been trivial. It's trivial, yeah. usually. Yeah, and I think I think that's 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 one of the things I, I love about it. That yeah, it, it looking at it from a different different angle. And I think quite often clients and prospects will be so close to what they're doing, and they're going, "What I'm doing isn't working." 
So I can mm. kind of come in from the side and say, well, why don't you try it like this? And quite often they go, oh, why didn't I think of that? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just because it's, it's somebody else coming in from a slightly different angle, also mm. with a few more years of experience in marketing, to go, just try it like this and see what happens. So it's fun. Mm. love doing that. Have you ever been on the receiving end of, a, of something that you just simply weren't expecting? Like it was far better than what you expected? Yeah, definitely. I, I have a um, I have a, a kind of a support crew around me. So I have various um, coaches and guides and mentors. And one of the mentors I'm working with at the moment, I signed up with him because I've, I've known him for a few years. I thought, yeah, there's something that I think I think this could be really helpful. And and we do have regular regular calls. We used to have regular meetings, but at the moment they're, they're regular calls. But what has been really surprising is that sometimes I'll be thinking, oh, I've just got this problem and I've done it. Oh, okay, I'll phone him. And every single time I phone and said, look, I've just got this issue, he'll go, right, what you need to do is this. And it's a bit like when I give my clients advice, I kind of go, oh, God, yeah, why don't I think of that? But there hasn't been anything yet where he's gone, no, I don't know how to solve that. Um, mm. And he just so willingly gives his time and says, here's something you can try. And I go mm. away and try it, and it works. And I go back to him, and he's mm. very smug about it. Um, so that's that's a, that's that's lovely because I I don't know I I think I'd been expecting to have a, a monthly meeting and have a few things sorted out. And it's mm. the fact that everything that I've gone to with him, where there's been a bit of a niggle, there's he's he's had some he's had a solution. I think I think it's partly because he's got an awful lot of experience in business, mm. but also he's not he's not afraid to say you know try this. Um, I think he probably knows that not all of it would work, but he's he's always he will always offer a solution, which is just it's just great. It's been really helpful in the last the last year or so. Really good. You mentioned before about that you get a lot of your business comes through the speaking that you do. Mm. So how did that start in the first place? Was it um, did someone just ask you to stand up and speak, or was it did you decide actually that might be a good approach to get business? Um, so. Anyone who's who knows me, who's listening to this this interview, will probably laugh their socks off at this point because I am I'm an extrovert. I love being on stage and I bounce mm. around like a mad tigger half the time. Mm. I got into speaking because I was dragged kicking and screaming to a Toastmasters meeting because I was so mm. nervous and so scared of speaking in public that I was refusing mm. to. I, I didn't even like going networking. Yes, mm. I was a very shy, retiring little flower. And I, I, had, I, can't <laughs> I know it's, it's it's hard one, isn't it? But yeah, um, so I I I had a, a business colleague who said you've got to come to Toastmasters, and when he told me about it, I was like, no chance. That just sounds horrible. Um, mm. But eventually, I agreed to go on the understanding that I didn't have to stand up and speak to anyone. I didn't have to. Do it. Mm. Um, and Toastmasters. And you and you, you went there believing that was what was going to happen. That's, that you that's, didn't. Have that's to what he promised. That's <laughs> what he promised. I know. I was gullible at the time. He, he promised me. Um, so so you know, to- Toastmasters meetings are quite um, structured and formulaic, and 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 I actually I, I like that. So I managed to sit at the back and not say anything to anyone. And then right at the end, the guy leading the meeting said, oh, we have some guests here. Would you all like to stand up and tell us what you thought about the meeting? I was like, no, I can't do this. And I, I had to stand up. And I think I, I can't remember what I said. I was just, and I said to my friend Peter, I said, I hate you. I'm never coming back. Hmm. I went back two weeks later. Um, right. And at Toastmasters, they do this really clever thing called table topics, which yeah. is where 
somebody picks a, a, a topic and anyone who wants to is then invited up to speak about it for two minutes. Mm. And when you're not used to speaking, two minutes feels like a lifetime. And, mm. you know, sometimes when somebody asks you a question and the question was, would you like to be in table topics? And my brain's going, no, no, no. And this little voice went, okay. I'm like, what's right. that? So I... I found myself, I'd volunteered to do this thing. And I remember it was near the 4th of July and the topic was something to do with America. So I had to go up and speak about America. Well, my dad was American. So as I, as I stood up and walked to the front, quaking in my little boots, you know, and I got to the front and I think I spoke for 45 seconds. You're supposed to do you know, maximum of two minutes. And after 45 seconds, I completely dried up. And then I got a round of applause and I thought, okay, if I can get a round of applause for 45 seconds, I should probably carry on doing this. So mm-hmm. I signed up to Toastmasters. I went to that to that club pretty much every other week for about two or three years. And I learned the basics. Mm-hmm. I learned how to do it. And mm-hmm. I learned that I really enjoy doing it. I absolutely love mm-hmm. it because I'm actually a bit of a show off. Um, mm-hmm. And that so that, that was the start of it. And then I started going to networking meetings and I realized that rather than just going to a networking meeting and chatting to people if I was there as the speaker I could get more business because that was me in front of everybody you know 30 people in the room rather than having to go around and chat to them all individually but I also learned early on that the best way to do it was not to stand up and go this is me and I'm brilliant but to stand up and go let me tell you about the ABC of marketing or let me give you some advice on networking. So it was always about sharing advice about marketing, you know, yeah. tips, practical stuff, because I'm kind of a practical person. And that's, mm. I've just carried on doing it. And yeah, I've been speaking for, I don't know how many years now. And every time I speak, it's just advice. It's just, this mm. is what, this is what's worked for me. This is what could work for you. Um, I love being on stage, having questions fired at me, marketing questions like, how do we do this and how do we do that? Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of gone from there. And I love it. I love it. And what type of events do you speak at? So I do quite a lot with the Professional Speaking Association, the PSA. I mm-hmm. have spoken at there, – there are 13 regions in the organisation sort of dotted around the country, and I've spoken at quite a few of them. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently actually marketing director of the PSA for my sins. It's a, it's a non-exec director role, so I'm on the board, and I'm mm-hmm. making sure I'm going around the region speaking. Um, mm-hmm. As as we're recording this, we are in lockdown, um, so mm-hmm. I can't go physically to the to the to the events. But on mm-hmm. Saturday, a few days ago, I went to Ireland, um, so I, mm-hmm. I I joined in the Zoom call with the Ireland crew, and last mm-hmm. night I spoke for Staffordshire. So I was in my office with my with my for when I'm when I'm presenting online I have a different setup so I stand up and I have my have my stand um, so yeah I'm doing doing a lot with the lot with the PSA and then anyone else who wants me so we've got International Coaching Week is at the beginning of May every year and I I've been booked to speak at a couple of events in the south of England they've all gone online as well but again I'm yeah I'm, I'm running running workshops for the Salisbury group I'm giving a talk for the Bath group and and various others so again it's going to be giving advice you know for the PSA I I tailor it specifically for speakers for the coaching federation of coaches it will be specifically for coaches the principles are the the same Um, 
and you know other other I've, I've spoken for the FSB the Federation of Small Businesses anyone anyone who anyone who's interested and who's got a, a good a good audience of small businesses um, I will I will speak for them and run, run workshops I love doing it it's quite fun and do you encourage any of your clients to to use speaking as a tool to get more work yes most of them there are some of them who are introverts and don't like doing it some of them really struggle with it so I usually say we'll go to Toastmasters and, and, and learn how to do it all of my clients who are professional speakers it's yeah, yeah get out on stage and, and do do more speaking so a, a lot of them speak professionally and are paid to speak but I also encourage mm. them to speak in order to promote themselves so yeah it, it's mm. it's just you know when you can actually be on stage speaking to a, a room full of people it's sharing your knowledge and experience it's it, I think it's the best way of building trust with a potential mm. client because they can they, they can see the whites of your eyes they can see how you operate if you're standing there offering them advice and giving them help and being generous they are much more likely to go you know what I trust this person I'm gonna gonna pay them some money to, to help me so yeah it's mm. a really good one when it comes to, to marketing are, are there any um, what haven't I asked you about marketing that maybe people should know that's a really good question keep it simple so don't don't feel that you have to do everything and don't feel that you have to do masses of it so there are people who say well if you're going to write a blog you must do it every week I don't agree because if writing isn't a strong point of yours then do one blog a month and do it consistently you know, rather than, I, I had somebody recently who said, well, I've got this idea of doing a blog a week. I said, fine. And after six weeks, you're going to run out of steam and energy and ideas. Mm. So do one a month and that gives you six months. Um, so mm. yeah, keep keep it simple. I think the the other thing that I would want to, to mention is is about planning your marketing. So mm. my, my other marketing mantra is that ad hoc marketing doesn't work. So if you just do one networking event or you just send out one newsletter and then go and sit and wait for the phone to ring, it ain't going to happen. So you need to plan how to do marketing consistently. So a blog every month or a newsletter every month. I I actually have a a whiteboard in the office which looks like a giant spreadsheet and I, I create these for all my clients, usually just on Excel rather than on their office walls. But it shows me month by month what marketing I need to be doing. So I've got there, I've got planned up there what the topics are going to be for my newsletter for the rest of this year. Mm. And my newsletter always goes out on the third Wednesday of the month, which means that mm. the fir- on the first Wednesday or the first week of the month, which is sort of when I start writing it, I can look at the board and go, oh, yeah, that's what I'm writing about rather than suddenly going, oh, what am I supposed to write about? Some some people I speak to say, well, I'll, I'll, they, they say, I'll put out a newsletter when I've got something good to say. No, mm. plan it, schedule it, make sure it keeps going, keep 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 it going, keep drip-feeding people. Uh, mm. I was actually talking to a client this afternoon on a, on a mentoring call who was saying, I don't feel, she's a coach, and she was saying, I don't feel that I can actually go out and do sales at the moment because a lot of my clients are in they're in lockdown, they're stressed, they're not spending any money. I said, you're absolutely right, but if you don't do any marketing, they are going to forget about you. Mm. When we come out the other side of this into whatever new normal we end up in, they're not mm. going to work with you because somebody else will have been shouting louder. So I said, you've got to mm. keep drip feeding. And we came up with a whole batch of ideas for, for the next sort of 
three months of what she can put out. So yeah, plan plan your marketing. Don't don't leave it to chance. Plan it and keep it going. And I guess from from what you just said there about um, sort of planning things in advance, you know, knowing exactly what you're going to speak about when it comes to something like a blog. And and earlier on, you mentioned about how maybe Facebook is getting more useful mm. as far as marketing. So that makes me think about using something like Facebook Lives as part of part of a marketing process. Is that something any of your clients do? Uh, not not yet. No, not not any of my clients. It's most most of them are scared of Facebook. Uh, but it, but it's, it is something they, they could be using. What's What I found is working for, for me and my clients with Facebook is groups. So I've mm. joined a number of groups where my potential clients hang out. So yeah. if my clients are coaches, consultants and speakers, I go and join coaching, consulting, speaking groups and then just offer yeah. advice because there are always people asking for marketing support. Um, mm. So that's that that that's a good a good thing, and there's more of my clients are doing that. So they're they're not they're not posting very much themselves, but they're commenting on other people's posts and offering offering help that way. So. Right. What are your your general thoughts about the phrase um, exceeding expectations? I think a lot of people will tell you that they always exceed their clients' expectations, and they probably don't. I see it a lot in marketing material. We go the extra mile. Mm. And my challenge to that is, yeah, prove it. <laughs> Show me the actual proof. And I think I think the best way to prove it is is to have a client say it. You know, if 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 I said I go the extra mile for my clients, I'd want one of my clients to be able to, to say, you know, if, if I in a recommendation or for a referral, you know, if, if somebody wanted a, a, a referral, to be able to go to one of my clients and have them say, yeah, she, she does always go the extra mile um, and does exceed expectations. I think, I think these days, particularly in service businesses, what makes us different to our competitors is the service we provide. So what we do and how we, how we go about doing it. And I think these days you can't just expect to deliver the same old service because there will always be somebody else who will do it better than you Mm. so that's why i'm i'm always looking for extra extra little things that don't necessarily cost anything but that Mm. i can add on like i so I, i do a lot of mentoring with clients and what i now do suggestion came from my brilliant mentor who i mentioned earlier i send out an email usually on a monday to all of the clients who have booked men have mentoring calls booked with the following week and uh, it's a reminder of the date and time and mm. I look at what we talked about last time and I just kind of say last time you said you were going to do this how, how are you getting on with that and my yeah. clients are loving it yeah it mm. takes me half an hour a week don't tell them that it takes me half an hour a week to, to work, work through them all and it's just you know it's just little things it doesn't exceeding expectations doesn't have to be something huge and dramatic and expensive it's just little things that make the client go oh oh that's helpful oh i like that so yeah that's that's what it is for me i think Hmm. and and i believe you've um you've written a book haven't you i've written two books but yes i have um the, the one i would would love to mention today is called magnetic marketing uh, subtitle: How to how to market your your business as a coach, consultant, or trainer. So I wrote that in 2011, and it's a nine stage 
step-by-step process that I, I take clients through it. So when I start working with clients, usually they don't they don't quite know where they're going with the business. Mm-hmm. So I'll spend a whole day with them and I call it a marketing direction day. But the book mm-hmm. is for people who want to have a go on their own. Or sometimes I'll send the book and say, right, start working through the through the chapters. So yeah, it's a step step by step process for people to work out what makes them different, where they're going, who their ideal clients are, who they really want to work with, and then the best marketing to help them get there. So again, mm-hmm. like I've been saying, keeping keeping it simple. And what's the the second book? Uh, the second book is called One in Ten, and that's a book that I wrote when I'd been in business for ten years. And that's it's not marketing; it's more aimed at people who are just starting out in business. Uh, it's full of the mistakes that you need to avoid if you're going to survive your first ten years. So based based on on stories from from my first ten years in business. And I presume are both of those available on say Amazon and so on? They are, yep, yeah, and they're also they're also on my website. And your website is? It's appletreeuk.com. And that's all just one word, no yep. dots? Yep. Right, okay. and, and if people want to find out more information about you, would they just go to your website? Or yeah, go, go to or? the website. Or uh, my, my, my new thing is uh, I've set up a Facebook group, and I'm having lots of fun with that. It's called Marketing Mondays. So it's at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Marketing Mondays group. And it's for anyone who runs a coaching, consulting, training, speaking business. Uh, we've got, we're building up a really nice community there where people can ask questions about marketing and the other members are starting to, 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 to answer and share advice. But we also have a Zoom call on the first and third Monday of every month for people to, to, to jump in and just ask their questions. And we've, we've had some fascinating discussions yeah, there are some people who are too nervous to ask a question, but then somebody else invariably asks the question that they're wanting to ask. And um, mm. yeah, we've had some some really good. There's, there's been a lot of sharing. You know, somebody says, "Well, my question is this," and other people in the group go, "Oh, you could try this. You could try that." So that's yeah. Mar- mm. Marketing Mondays on Facebook. We're having a lot of fun with that. Okay. And is there um, a book that you often recommend to people, apart from your own, obviously? Apart from my own. Uh, the one I'm recommending at the moment is one that I was first introduced to. I read it in January this year, and it's called Building a Story Brand by an American oh, called yeah. Donald Miller. Do you know it? Yeah, I read it a few months ago. Well, last year I read it. Yeah, yeah really good book. So it's, it's, it's marketing. It is, it's, about, it's about building a story your marketing and, and what what miller says is that every every business has a story and every story so the next, the next time you watch a film you'll be able to see the structure so every story has a hero um, yeah. so for me my heroes are actually it's not me it's my clients they're, they're the hero mm. then there's a villain so there, there's some dastardly creature who's who's thwarting mm. their, their 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 efforts to save the princess or, or whatever um, and for me, the, the villain is actually marketing. So my clients, they hate marketing. Um, and then the guide come, kind of comes along, you know, knight, knight in shining armour. And that's that's me or you. Um, and it's it's just a really it's a really clever process. And he's got a he's got a website that you can go to and create your own story brand using the process. It's it's I've I've been doing it. I've done it for my business. I've done it for a couple of clients. And it's, again, it's a really simple way of, of, of doing it. It's a really nice, nicely written book, really easy to read. Um, and it's, mm. it's quite, 
Um, I, I really like it because a lot of a lot of particularly speakers, professional speakers, they think that they're the hero in the story, and mm. they're not. Yeah. Their client is the hero, and we're having to turn their marketing on their head and go, no, you are not the hero. It's not about you. It's about your client. But when you get it right mm. that way, it's just that's oh, really well. Love it. It's a really good book. Mm. Uh, and finally, do you? Is there a quotation that you particularly like? I I was doing a meditation about a week ago in the morning, and a quote came up that I'm going to start using in all my marketing. Um, and the quote is: "In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few." And it was said mm. by a Buddhist monk, and I can't pronounce his first name, but his surname is Suzuki. So mm. in the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities, but in the experts, there are few. And what mm. I love about this is, is it explains to me why a lot of people don't get that marketing is simple. So if mm. you're a beginner in business or in marketing, you get overwhelmed by the multitude of different marketing activities that you could be doing. So you're the beginner, you've got the beginner's mind, there are all these different possibilities, you don't know which one to do. In the experts, there are a few. So I've been doing marketing for about 25 years, and that's where I've managed to simplify it down to, you know, three things to do in your marketing. And I'm loving that quote because I'm now starting talks with that quote to say, look, I know you guys in the audience, you're beginners at this, you're overwhelmed because there are so many different possibilities for you, but just, just... Go with me on this journey. Just listen to me for the next half hour, an hour, how long, long it is, and I'll show you how to simplify it. And that's just mm. that's just going down really well. Like, you know, I've been looking for years for a way of explaining it, and bam, there it is. Mm. That's a that's a really good quote. Yeah. Actually, yeah. 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 I really appreciate you sort of coming on here and and simplifying marketing for all the listeners <laughs> because. It is a subject that just can really bamboozle people. Yeah. And well, the way some people put it across, yeah. it can bamboozle people. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on a mission to, to simplify marketing for every small business on the planet because it's, people don't have to struggle. And yet every week I come to people go, oh, it's really difficult, isn't it? No, no, it isn't. It's, yeah. mm. you know, so the more, the more people I can help, the, the, the better that is. That's what I'm here for. That's what keeps me, keeps me going. Fantastic. Well, Shantan, really appreciate you taking your time and, and sharing your expertise with, with all the listeners. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Great to talk to you. Okay, thank you. Take care. Bye. Next week, episode 89 is with Devin Miller. And Devin is a patent and trademark attorney. He helps people with intellectual property, with uh, patent protection and trademarks. And people who, are, who have great creativity and, you know, coming up with some amazing inventive um, products, but they maybe neglect some of the, the legal side or they fall into all sorts of disputes and they lose control of what it is that they've invented. So we're going to hear a lot more about Devin Miller in next week's episode 89. Hope you've enjoyed this week's show. Please do leave a review for us. Share the episode with someone you feel may get some benefit. And why not subscribe as well? And hope you have a great week.